Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast, where we encourage and empower moms just like you to raise those babies in the way they should go. Hi, I'm Trudy Lineski, God girl, wife, mama four, writer, vlogger, and speaker. I'm super passionate about the next generation. Together, we can lead, guide, and direct them to stand confidently in who God has called them to be. Grab your copy, get comfy. Let's get started. Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. It is the first Monday of 2022, and I couldn't think of a better guest to be here with us today. Her name is Kenzie Cober. She's a writer, she's a speaker, and she's a coach, and she lives in Huntington Beach, California. The girl, she is a sister from another mister. I meet with Kenzie weekly, and she listens to my dreams and plans for whatever God has laid on my heart. With that said, I couldn't think of a better person to help us dream with God. She's going to give us some practical tips on how to hear God's voice and quiet our distractions. Take a little listen. Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I am so excited for you to meet my girl, Kenzie Cober. She is my sister from another mother, another father. She meets with me on the weekly. We meet weekly. She helps me dream and she helps me decipher God's truth and God's words. And she helps me just become who I am in God every single day. And although she's younger than me, she's wiser than me. And I'm just so unbelievably thankful to have her here with us on this first Monday of 2022. She is going to help you kingdom mamas dream with God for his purpose and his will. Welcome Kenzie. I am so glad that you are here. Judy, I'm so excited to be talking with you today, uh, kicking off the new year. Yes. Yes. Kenzie, can you give us a little bit or tell us a little bit about you, what you do, all the things? Okay, so my name's Kenzie, and I'm 25. I'm currently living in Huntington Beach, California, but I'm from Louisiana, which totally opposite sides of the world. And so my story, when I graduated from high school, I actually moved straight to North Carolina. I knew I wanted to be in full-time ministry, and there was always that battle of, do I go to school? Do I not? But I knew within my spirit that God was just calling me to go. And so I packed my bags. I took an internship at a church in North Carolina, which shortly led to me just kind of really stepping into a dream job that I never could have imagined. I started to work for a women's ministry called Proverbs 31, where I did social media. And the best part about it is I had never really done social media or marketing or really even knew anything about it before that. (laughs) So I really believe my journey early on, God was just really teaching me how to dream with him and how to partner with him to see the deepest desires and dreams on my heart fulfilled. Um, but fast forward a few years after that to where, which similarly what we're going to kind of dive into a little later in this session, when I was dreaming and praying into the new year, God actually called me to lay that job down and move back to my hometown in Louisiana, which was the place I never expected to go back to. But it was through that decision up until kind of what I'm doing now that God really opened up 
just so many doors for my life in ministry, but also in being able to do social media and help coach people and help equip people with their social media to activate their voice. And so now I'm getting to partner with a ministry in California called the circuit riders. And then I also get to work for myself and help people like you and so many others dream and be social on their social media. And so that's kind of where a short story, a little journey from where I kind of started to where I'm at now. I love Kenzie, how faithful you were. I'm at a young age, like 18. You're like, I'm going into ministry and God, I am going to believe that you are going to lead, guide and direct me and whatever it is. And when he called you to lay down the job, you laid it down and you've been You've been so faithful and obedient in his call. So what does it look like for these kingdom mamas and dads? Because there are some dads who listen as well. What does it look like for them to dream with God? Um, I love this question. It's such a loaded one. <laughs> but I, I believe what it looks like to dream with God is to really sit down in his presence and start there. To really seek God's heart. Because the biggest dreams that God's ever put on my heart has come from spending time with him. So I believe it's this beautiful partnership with the Holy Spirit that the more you spend time with him, the more you spend time in his word, you realize, oh my goodness, like anything is possible. God is for me. God wants to give me these desires in my heart. And as I'm spending time with him, I can trust that those desires are from God because they're being birthed from intimacy. And that's why I love to dream with God, because I believe that he gives the best ideas. He can give us so many more downloads than if we just tried to figure it out on our own and just kind of practically make a plan for our life. The presence of God is where it all begins. Absolutely. I think personally, um, a lot of my dreams that I've been given, I would never come up with on my own, but it's in that personal time with him that he reveals, you know, the pain points and, you know, he breaks my heart for what's breaking his. And because of that, I get to work, um, in and through that will over my life and for my children as well. So I love that. Yes. Kind of a, because it's weird to think about. I remember when God called me to move back home to Louisiana, I thought I would have never wanted to do that. But then when I obeyed and I went all of a sudden, I was like, I am living the dream. Like I have the best life in the world. I would literally walk around the city with like confetti in my purse and just like throw it around. Like the best things came from that season. I was literally like an exploding canyon of joy and confetti. And I was living in a place that was not like nowhere near where I wanted to go. And so it's so funny how, when God gives us those desires, it really does become our desires. And so that's sometimes a misconception where it's like, Oh, well living for God, it's just, he's going to call me to do things I don't want to (laughs) do. I don't believe in just stepping into a dream because you think it's the hard thing to do. I believe that if it really is God and there will be a supernatural peace and a joy, but there's also nothing wrong. There's been seasons where I've dreamed for the things, the big things like, God, I want to move to the city and get this amazing job. And, and he's done it and he's been with me Mm -hmm. and just in the same way as when he's called me to do hard things. And so I feel like we can't get caught up in like comparing dreams of which one's more holy or spiritual, like 
the heart, the more I have to die to myself, the more it's a dream from God. Right. That's just true. It's just living from relationship and he'll lead you. Yes. Oh my gosh. Joy and confetti. Like I could totally see you doing that. <laughs> just throwing it totally around. doing that myself. <laughs> might have to go to the dollar store. Oh, keep confetti. Goal is 22. Just float up. It's going to be a good like confetti if you get nothing from this podcast. <laughs> Lean to God and spread joy like confetti. You know? All, you- <laughs> All right, sister. Okay. So for those of us who are dreaming with God, how do we write out our vision plan for this year, 2022? So fun. A practical thing that I love to do is I always love to start my year with just in prayer and fasting. And I know that Daniel fast has become popular throughout the years. And this is totally, you know, preference, whether you do a day or or a week or it's whether you don't even want to do food and you just want to do social media, totally up to you. But that's one thing I love to start the year off with because I found that it almost like takes me more time if I'm trying to just dream before seeking God, then by the, when I seek God, it might totally be something different than the plan I just created. So now I'm like, oh, scratch that plan. And so that was my battle this year. I was so ready, you know, even this week, I'm like, I'm ready to just write down all my dreams. And then the Holy Spirit just last night was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, no girl, we, we do this thing. (laughs) This isn't how we do it. Like, you know, I'm calling you into a fast and you know, I'm going to speak something that's going to be greater than you can imagine. And so then what I do after that is I like to do something called the dream pipeline. And usually it starts with prayer. And so I always begin, like I said, with a fast or prayer seeking God and then dream with him. And in that time, I also like to take a, a day or a weekend, almost treating it like you're taking yourself on a vision retreat. And so if that's sitting at a coffee shop all day, locking yourself in your room, or it's actually going somewhere fun and dreaming with God, writing down in three specific areas of your life. So I usually like to plan in my personal life. And that includes your, your business, your work, your personal dreams, hobbies. And then I like to dream the second one in health. And so overall, like how am I becoming a healthier version of myself? That could be mental health, that could be physical health, foods you're putting in your body. And then the third one is spiritual. So how do I want to grow in intimacy with God this year? What areas of the Bible do I want to learn more of? How do I want to learn more about Jesus? And then through that time, every time I do one of these fasts beginning of the year, I always find that God speaks a very specific word that shakes me to my core, that absolutely terrifies me, where it's like, there's no way this is actually going to happen this year. This isn't God. I'm crazy. Well, it's probably a sign it is. And you can expect that to happen when you seek God because he's going to come through. That should be an expectation. So then it's first pray. Second is dream it. Third is say it. I find that when God speaks something, you then have to automatically obey. Like all throughout the scripture, we see God speaks a word and there was immediate obedience. So then say it out loud. And then the fourth one is write it. And I want to read a verse, one of my favorite verses that I love to just read over this time of the year is Habakkuk 2.2. Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. And so simply just write down the vision, make it clear. What did God say? Write down exactly what he said. Even if your, your hands are shaking and it feels so much bigger, write it. And then the fifth thing is to do it. Take a step. 
And then lastly, repeat it. And so pray it, dream it, say it, write it, do it, repeat it. And by repeat it, repeat the step. And so once you take one step, repeat another step and another step. And I just really believe when we take that, that kind of dream pipeline and we apply that to our year, whether you're planning quarterly or for the year, God's going to give you a download and it is possible. All it takes is simply having people in your corner, having the word of God, prayer, and then taking action. So good. And so practical, Kenzie. I mean, okay. I think, I think the hardest part for me is those big, scary dreams and actually saying them, you know, like, saying them and saying them out loud, but also sharing them with other people. Like if I say this, then I got to do it. (laughs) That's accountability right there. Yes, And that's what happened. I call it my, the 2018 year, 2018 was the year that really changed my life forever. And I was in one of my Daniel fast at the beginning of the year. And I just, through that time, God was breaking me to a point where I've never been broken before. And I knew I felt this expectation in my spirit. I believe there's always this longing for more that we all have in our spirit, but we can't quite put a finger to it because more times than not, we're feeling such a resistance because we know we need to lean into prayer and fasting because God wants to rid us from anything we would put our hands to when God speaks. So that's the beauty of fasting is God's going to bring things up and you don't have your phone to distract yourself. You can't go on social media. You can't grab another cup of coffee. So you are forced to focus on only the voice of God and you will be so utterly uncomfortable unless you lean in. And that's where I was. And it was day seven on my fast and I woke up crying and I'm like, I'm not even sensitive and it's 10 a.m. Like this isn't even nighttime crying. Why am I crying? And it was in that moment I fell on my face and I started to say over and over, yes, God, yes, God, like you have my yes. And it was when I gave God my yes, God then gave me that download of Kenzie, you're quitting your job in six months and you need to tell someone right now. So I ran downstairs I hopped in bed with my roommate and I was like, Megan, I think God's telling me to quit my job and I have no idea what I'm going to do. And she's like, well, how do you feel? And I started to laugh and it was like all at once a supernatural joy and just the weightiness of the glory of God just came over me and clarity came at once. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to go back to Louisiana, but God had given me like a clear six month plan. And then it ended with that. And she's like, okay. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And I had never been more lost in my life, having no idea I'm about to quit my job. I don't know where I'm going to work. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have so much peace. Mm -hmm. And so that year is then what led to me again, moving home, seeing God move and bring revival to my city at birth revival. I started a business during that time selling waffles that then led me to an open door to circuit riders in California, but it all stemmed with taking just the first part of my year, giving it to God. And he spoke a word that I believe my life would look totally different. Mm -hmm. I don't believe I ever would have had the courage to obey what God said had I not been fasting and praying and seeking him, I might have still been where I was, which you know, it would have been okay, yeah. but there was more girl. You just gave me chills. <laughs> so that just tells me a totally spirit led, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Okay. So prayer and fasting for you, how long do you do it? Like practically, what does that look like for you? I know um, we, we're just coming off this body image series. So for some people, food is not, it's, is not, um, it's a trigger more so than something that, you know, that's going to let God speak. Um, but like you said, social media, probably Netflix, just quieting, quiet, whatever takes your attention from God. Right. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you answer that question. <laughs> So true because it does, and it looks different for me each year based off. So I always go back and try not to be like, this is what I have to do because there's no, it's not about doing it right. It's not about, oh, well, this person's doing that. It's just simply really it's what, what is going to cost the most. And so we don't want to do anything that's going to distract us or bring up, like you said, for those who are struggling with, you know, those areas or have struggled, then food might not be the best, or it could just be simply like coffee or something you love, but whatever is going to cost you something, even simply social media is enough in the news and Netflix to detox your mind, where you'll just find that you will have so much more time on your hands. And so when you're bored, when you want to scroll, you will then be praying instead or picking up the word of God. And so just whatever is going to cost you something, I would say. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And then the length just however long you feel to do. I like to do 21 days and then kind of towards the end of January mm-hmm. is when I like to wrap it up, take like a little vision retreat for myself. I'm already planning like a trip maybe to go to Sequoia or somewhere in like in California to take a day or a weekend, write the vision and then get started with my dreams for the year by the end of January. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Well, I don't rush. That might be a, you know, whether you like to kickstart everything at the beginning of the year with dreams and goals. I usually just kind of, I look at it as almost like a tithe. It's mm-hmm. like we have 12 months in the year. If I give my first to Jesus, I trust that he can do more with my life in 11 months than 12 months. And so it's just that multiplication and it's a way of entering into the new year with trust. Yes. I love that you're not in a hurry that, you know, that you're just, you're just letting him lead and, and giving it all to him. So, yeah, I think with fasting, anytime you think of that thing that you've taken away. So let's say it is social media. Every time you are tempted to pick up the phone, that's when you pray, right? Is that, is that your approach to that? Yeah. And I find it just clears your mind. So not even just the benefits you get from closer intimacy with God, but you will get greater creativity. And so even just practically removing sometimes the extra noise for a period of time just really opens your heart and mind to so much creativity because you don't have anyone else you're comparing to. So God will then you'll notice, and he's always speaking, but you're removing distractions so you can hear him more clearly. And then you don't have anyone else to compare to. So you're like, yes, I can do this. I can take like, and just go after what God's saying. I'm not distracting myself by social media. So I really feel like even practically you'll have so many creative ideas during that time. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So what would you say to the person who doesn't know where to begin? That's a lot of us, and I'll be the first to say that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> even, yes. Each year, I feel like I come before God each year. I'm like, what am I even doing with my life? <laughs> we all find ourselves in those places time and time again. And sometimes we don't know what is the dream. Like, yes, you know, if we feel called, maybe you feel called to 
you're raising a family right now, or you are in your career, or you feel called to write or speak, but you don't even know where to begin. And that's where I believe it's living it. I always live by this, live it before you see it. And so if you are even feeling an inkling of, man, it would be so great to like be a speaker one day or just step out or have my own business, start to do those things, start to watch videos on it, read books on the areas that you're passionate about and start to live it as if you're already doing it. So, you know, using your social media, you know, as a way, which we just talked about being off, but like thinking of ways you can even step out on social media to implement some of the dreams that are on your heart. And so if that makes sense, I would just say taking practical steps towards the desires you have in your heart, even if you don't know where to dream, if it's not a huge dream, but just stepping out into new areas and exploring things with God and letting him open your heart to new ideas, hobbies, passions, surrounding yourself with people who can dream with you is a big one. Just get around other dreamers and ask them, hey, what do you see in my life that you think I'm good at? Because we often are blinded by it. And so let people speak into your life. Yes. I think, you know, Kenzie, you and I, we've done a good job of like letting out the negativity, you know, that silencing whatever keeps us from believing, you know, but how, how can we, how can these kingdom parents just kind of go away like Jesus did and, and just dream with him? What are some practical tips? I know social media can be really loud. The the messages that we're receiving from the news and media is super, super loud. So what are some practical tips to silence the noise to just kind of be in his presence? Yeah, having phone boundaries and just having a time where you show up with God is the biggest thing. And everyone's schedules are so different, but I think it really is a deeper root issue. It's something where do we really know what it's like spending time in the presence of God is the best part of our day. And there have been times where I haven't, I've showed up to read my Bible, but I wouldn't say I showed up to meet with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so if we're feeling like we're dragging and we don't want to, or there's not a holy anticipation to meeting with God, it's probably because we're just doing religious duties versus realizing that we're sitting. And so taking time to really spend time in his presence. And if that looks like waking up, putting worship on the TV and just walking around your house, praying over your home, praying over your kids' rooms, whatever that looks like to enter into his presence, because that's without the presence, we're just reading the Bible. We're just writing down some goals for the year. Cool. We'll lose 10 pounds. Well, at the end of our life, are you really going to look back and remember the goals that you lost 10 pounds that you No, but God wants to speak into our identity. And when we spend time in his presence, it'll transform us. And so more than dreaming for the year, I think it's who do you want to become? Mm -hmm. Practically, I think that does look like putting it on your calendar and showing up for time to meet with God and planning throughout your day, having a day where I used to do this on Fridays, it changes where at least once a week, sit down and ask yourself, did I, do I like who I'm becoming this week? What areas did I actually step out and make steps closer to my dreams? Mm-hmm. If I did, what was holding me back? And usually it's fear of man or I procrastination. I did not <laughs> right. Or there are so many other things. And then it's simply recognizing those areas and receiving God's grace. Being like, okay, God, next week, 
And it's just that Mm -hmm. kind of like keeping a journal and trying to, you know, realize what are the areas holding me back so I can do better next week. Yes. I love that. I I love just self-evaluation and, and, and just being aware of what's keeping you from hearing God and being the best version of yourself for him. Awesome. Good stuff, sister. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we um, head into some rapid fire questions? (laughs) I I think that's it. I would just say one last thing. I really do believe this is a year we've had, you know, so many have had so many hard years in the past two. I know even, you know, I'm going to a funeral after this and we've just gone to funeral after funeral. There's been so much with politics with everything with the arguing that I would just even just saying I really do feel something on the just removing the extra noise in our lives because I feel like sometimes our hearts get beaten and battered and we begin to lose hope and I really believe God wants to breathe fresh hope into you today that wherever you are in in your life you're listening to this for a reason. And I believe it's God's sign saying, Hey, like there is hope and there is joy for you. And we don't have to carry the weightiness of the world into this new year. We don't have to carry it. We were meant to lay those burdens down to God and live like children. And just like a child was not meant to bear the parents burden and the struggle of how are my parents going to feed me and provide for me? They live in such wonder. That is how we were created to live. And so it's time to get back to our identity as children of God resting in their father. And it's there that we can live with hope towards the future, knowing that God has won the victory. And so dream big this year. I would just say dream so much bigger than you could even think possible and let go of any of the weariness standing in the way from believing that God can, and he will. Yes. So, so good. Oh my goodness. I, I too, I'm standing in belief with you that this is a year of hope. This is a year of joy. This is a year of just being the beacon of light that God has called us to be. And I think as Christians, we have a high calling um, to just to be the hope of the world. And because God lives in us and he, he wants us to, to live in that. So All right, girl, let's head into some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. What is your current favorite book of the Bible? Or maybe it's always been your favorite book of the Bible. What is it? Probably always has been. And that's Proverbs. (laughs) Yes. Love Proverbs too, as well. Okay. Your favorite worship song in this moment. Okay. Every morning I have been waking up and playing worship sets by Jonathan Ogden. Jonathan Ogden. I've heard of it, but it is the most beautiful. And sometimes he'll throw in old songs like Jesus lover of my soul. And it's just this guy in a attic playing the piano and it's the most beautiful music. And I have been playing it every single day this holiday season. <laughs> Ooh, so good. I have not heard of it. I am putting it on my Spotify list. Got to. <laughs> I have to. Okay. A, a book that you've read recently that you really enjoyed. Well, I'm currently reading a book called back to the gospel by Peter Lewis, and it is completely changing my life. Back to the gospel. Oh it will completely wreck you. <laughs> Love it. Okay. That has to go in my Amazon cart. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Right now. Okay. 
I'm writing that down right now. Okay, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Would you mind praying over my audience and the listeners for their year 2022? Yes. Jesus, we just thank you so much for just what you're doing for every listener, wherever they are. God, I pray that you would speak fresh hope right now into their hearts. Would you restore? Would you just release your joy, God? I pray that even as they're listening to this podcast, they would walk away and just feel the lightness, God, from your presence, that they would look forward with hope, God, that any blurriness that's causing them to not be able to see clearly or dream, God, we break every lie that says that they don't know how to dream or that there's not hope or that the dream has been dead. And God, we just ask for blueprints and strategies right now, God, that even right after this podcast, that you would create a space and time for them to sit down and begin to write and dream with the things that you're speaking. And so we just speak to every ear to be open to hear what you're saying, God, and for just courage to actually step out and do the thing that you're calling them to do. The big, hard, and the scary, God, we know that you're with us in every moment, in every step of the way. And so I just thank you for what's going to come, God, from every dream you're going to deposit in the listeners. We just bless them. We bless their year to be a year of divine favor and joy and blessing, God, over them and their families. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Kenzie. You are amazing. I love your face. All right, Kingdom Mamas and Dads, I hope you found this podcast encouraging. If you would like more information, I am going to drop Kenzie's email in the show notes. You can reach out to her and she has some practicals to give you. So until next time, Kingdom Mamas, have a good day. Hey, Mama, before you go, will you do me a favor? If you found this podcast encouraging and valuable, Would you please head over to iTunes, leave a review, and subscribe to the show? Also, I'd love to connect with you. I can be found on social at Trudy underscore Lineski. Until next time, sweet girl, stand confidently in your calling. You are the mom for the job.